everybody. Welcome to BAMCast Extra, episode 74. Right. Uh, we are in the middle of a theme. Mm-hmm. The theme is pulp novel things, comic strips turned into motion pictures, generally in the 80s. Yeah. Basically, uh, kickstarted franchises that never took off. Yes. <laughs> and this one is probably the granddaddy of them because they, they sure as hell thought it was going to be one of those. Uh, we this week decided to watch 1985's Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins mm-hmm. and Ends. <laughs> <laughs> no more Remo Williams after this. But uh, so this movie is based on these are a late series of pulp novels. These didn't come about till about 1970. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time this movie was made, there were a hundred of them. A hundred. Mm-hmm. Of this series, which which was called The Destroyer. Yes. So they decided to call it Remo Williams. The Adventure Begins. <laughs> sure. Um, to be fair, I mean, you know, there might have been a, a number of them, but I wouldn't say... I mean, most pulp novel things like that aren't super well-known yeah. by and large no. to everybody. No, no, no. They have, they have a niche audience. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, I you know, it's just... Uh, Guys wanted to make a a series like they were just like let's make a franchise let's mm-hmm. let's do this. Uh, one of those guys was Dick Clark. Yep, Dick Clark had the rights to the. Someone brought him the rights to these books and said make it happen. And it took about five years, but they finally got something going. Everyone had described this movie as like a blue collar Bond type mm-hmm. type franchise. So to make that work, they just brought in a bunch of Bond people to write and direct. Yes, <laughs> they brought in uh, Christopher Wood. I believe, who mm-hmm. who wrote it, and he wrote two or three James Bond movies. And then it's directed by Guy Hamilton, who directed Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. So there are people here who know how to put together a spy action espionage thing. Yes. Stars Fred Ward, mm-hmm. who you might know from other films like Tremors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I don't know, The Right Stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... He's a uh, he's a he's a New York cop, kind of a I don't know if he's a shitbird, but he just kind of seems gross. Well, I mean, this is like the shittiest of New York's times. It is, you know. yeah. And uh, he's just parked by the East River one day, uh, having a sandwich, listening to a ball game, and sh- shenanigans are happening around him. Just people are running around. Yeah, well, like one guy runs by and he's just like, eh, yeah, New York. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And then, like, two more dudes seem to be running after that dude, and it's like, oh, it's the fucking Warriors. All right, let's put an end to this. And uh, I don't think it could be understated just how much garbage and shit there is all around. Like, it's fucking filthy. That's man. what I mean. I'm saying it's like it is like the filthiest of New York. Yeah, this. I mean, really, like, I, I, I was there a garbage strike for ten years because it just seems like every alley is just loaded with like pre-bundled trash. Like, mm-hmm. please come get it, but it's never ever taken away. Because I was watching this movie at one point, and I was like, if, if they just backed a truck up in there and took an hour, that alley would be clean, and people would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's more like, I, I think there were just points in time where crime was so bad in certain parts that yeah. like the garbage guys were like, fuck that. Yeah, no, I ain't going back there. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this is like the most abandoned warehouse possible. Is like ghost warehouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all spooky and everything. And, you know, the guy getting chased runs in there and the two guys chasing him run in there. And Remo William, or well, no, New York cop man, uh, you know, is like, ah, God damn it. So he drives over there and these two guys are putting hurt on this other guy. And yeah, so where's he, the money, Lebowski? Yeah. And so he jumps in and is just like, hey, knock it off and starts wailing on those two guys. And then the guy they were beating up 
joins in on the fun and starts beating on him. It, it looks like he should have killed him because he hit him with a two by four with nails sticking out. Yes. But. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he hit him with the not nails end. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, so there, there are a lot of blows in this fight that look like, oh, that murdered him. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, eventually these three guys just beat the hell out of out of this cop and uh, then cut to a funeral. Mm-hmm. They're burying said cop <laughs> and then cut to a hospital room where said cop wakes up <laughs> and looks in a mirror and is like, hey, that's not me. What the hell? So I was real confused by this for half a second, because at the beginning of this movie, it's just re- uh, it's Fred Ward with his hair slicked back and with a silly mustache on. He also has a slightly larger nose. OK, they, they did put a slight prosthetic on okay. his nose because not enough for him to go like, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, just because like, they I were shaving him different. when he wakes up and his mustache is gone and his hair is shaggy and not slicked back. But other than that, I was like, uh, I don't know, dude, you look the same to me. <laughs> but yeah, he's freaking out. Like, what did you do to me? And uh, this this guy comes in mm-hmm. and, you know, he's trench coat guy wearing a, you know, secret agent man clearly mm-hmm. and he just comes in and is like uh you uh you fit the profile for this thing we're doing we've recruited you you got no family and you're a loose cannon and so we decided you're gonna work for us now and uh we gave you a new name and he picks up a, a bedpan and on the back it says like williams company remo nevada or whatever and he says your new name's remo williams we spent a lot of time working on that mm-hmm. and he's now he's remo williams and he, he really doesn't want to be... No. He wasn't want any part of this. No, he... This is this is one of those 80s things where no one talks to anyone else about anything going on. And so, like, this secret agent dude is not exp- explaining anything to Fred Ward. Fred Ward is not asking any questions. Right. So, it's just... It's just convoluted. It, it like, could be solved if they just had a conversation. Right. But they don't, because it's the 80s. Yeah. Um, but he gets dressed and... To see it, decides to steal an ambulance. Yes. An ambulance that was previously driven by <laughs> uh, Pal. Al Pal. Yeah, Al Pal from uh, Die Hard. Yes. Or, or the dad from Family Matters. So, yep. Yeah. He, uh, he had a previous job before yeah. he shot a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, so he steals an ambulance, but of course, Secret Agent Man was just hanging out in the back of the ambulance. Right. Like, yeah. all right. All right, take a left here. Yeah. Go here. Here we go. And they drive up to the National Bank or something like that. It's a National Bank of New York. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just like, what is why is this a secret agent yeah. layer? What is this? And they just go in and there's like a big bank of computers. And he's like, I thought those were smaller. And the guy's like, those are the small ones. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they go up and they go into an office and they meet Wilford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> Who is just sitting behind a computer. Just like, hey, I'm Wilford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. Yeah. It's just like, check out my giant mustache. Want some oatmeal. And I'm going to tell you all about what we do. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you see all those computers? They all feed into this computer, and this tells me everything. Yeah. Literally everything. It's called the internet. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but basically that's what it is. Right. Um, and he explains to Fred Ward, basically, like, look, what we do here is people are getting away with shit. Mm-hmm. And they, they never, they don't until later in the movie uh, establish the name of this organization, right. but it's called Cure. Yeah. Cure. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept waiting them for them to do the Cobra line before Cobra, and they never do. They never say crime is the disease, and just like that should be your fucking tagline. Why didn't anyone think of that a year before Cobra? Um, but yeah, they just explain like you know the things have gotten out of hand. No one, no yeah. one 
follows the Constitution anymore. People we, are just... Yeah, so we're, we're, we're black bag, only, answer only to the yeah. president. And he's like, you know, th- we're basically the 11th commandment, thou shall not get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm on board for this. Please <laughs> g- get me... <laughs> let, let's do this right now. Um, so, yeah. I, and then he asked, like, how many people are in this organization? He's like, just the three of yeah, us. Yeah, just the three of us. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> That's a weird secret organization you got there. So uh, they're like, okay, so you're going to go uh, kill this dude now. Yeah. First mission, drop you right in the yeah. deep end. Here you go. You just go murder this man. Yeah. He's he's in there. Go get him. And so <laughs> they, he goes into this room, and there's an Asian man sitting there, and he's like, um, you know, how do I get in this door upstairs? And the dude's like, uh, you don't. Yeah. I'm the only one here. Yeah. Why would you Why, why, why would you want to go anywhere else? Yeah. And he's like, well, how do I get out of here? And he's like, uh, the way you came in. Um. So before we get okay, before we get into what happens in the rest of the scene and the rest of the movie, let's talk about this character. Okay, let's talk about um, Joel Gray, <laughs> who has been made up to look like a Korean man mm-hmm. um, by an Oscar-nominated makeup artist. This movie is, is a Oscar. rarity for this movie cast. was Oscar-nominated yes. for makeup, right? Yes. So that's a rare thing for right. us. So, however, uh, it, it is it is a white dude. It is a white dude playing Asian. And when I, when I, you know, at the time I saw this in the theater when uh-huh. it came out and, and at the time I was just like, I, it didn't phase me. I, I didn't, well, I didn't know because, who Joel like, Grey was. I Charlie Chan shit was on TV all the time and it just, Peter Sellers was doing all his I things. I honestly didn't even know it was a white guy until I was yeah, older. I didn't know who Joel Grey was right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, but, um, yeah. So I, 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 I all right, I, I, I'll go ahead and say it. Okay. I, I liken it like this. Look, is it good? No. It, you know, like, is it good is, is, is in white, societal terms? Right. No. Is whitewashing good? Yeah, no. Right. However, if you're going to do it, at least they do it with respect. This isn't a Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's bullshit. Thing. Exactly. That's, this is yeah. this is like he's committing and not doing stereotypes. Really? I mean, I suppose a little bit because it it becomes it comes across as stereotypical when you you know have this white dude saying that some of the things he says, but it's not played for laughs. It's just. No, it this isn't. Is a, this is old, you know, quirky Korean dude. Yeah, and and he said that he took the role as long as it wouldn't be offensive to people. Right. And uh, he was very concerned about getting approval of the Asian community. I don't think they would give it now. I think they would say, uh, no, <laughs> right. please cash in, cast an Asian actor. But it's not offensive. Yeah. It, it never really gets offensive. It only becomes offensive late in the film when he just starts spouting some weird things about women. Mm-hmm. That's when it's like, oh, wait, now, come on. <laughs> you almost made it. <laughs> now, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was still the safety thing of just like, yeah, but we can make fun of the ladies. That's all right. <laughs> sure. But OK, so Joel Gray from Cabaret <laughs> is playing this this Korean dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Remo Williams is just like, OK, man, I'm going to I'm going to fuck you up. And so he he tries shooting at the guy and the guy dodges the bullets and just whatever Remo Williams tries to do, he fails spectacularly mm-hmm. at it because this do- guy just dodges out of the way and everything um, to the point that he gets up to the gun and, and like pops the, the magazine out of it and like flip, flip, flips, flips the bullets like out of the last three yeah. bullets out. And he's just like, and then, and then puts it back in and just like, come at me. <laughs> yeah, we can do now. Um, but at this point, secret agent dude comes back in and is just like, so can you work with him? Mm-hmm. And Remo's Remo at this point has slid into a piano and is just like <laughs> yeah. knocked himself out. So the guy comes in and is just like, so can you work with him? And he's like, ah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, there's a slight yeah. spark in his eyes that you might have something. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, the next hour of this film is a training montage. Pretty much, yeah. This I mean, a... there's other plot happening yeah. away from here, but Remo and, and, and Chun is the guy's character's name. Yes. Are pretty much, this is training. And I mean, it makes sense if this were a thing that went on to make other movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, but as a standalone movie, it's like, okay, you've made all training and no, no action. But yeah, you know. no saving the world right. kind of thing. Yeah, so it's... So, like, Wilford Brimley is researching this case. He's mm-hmm. just he's just let his computer randomly go for a while, and then he hits stop on the the pressure luck wheel, and then you know it's like, oh, this guy seems shady. Let's let's take on this case. So he's learning about this dude who's an arms yeah. dealer for the government, Grove, Grove, yeah. Grove Industries, and he's just you know he's been selling the government guns and missiles and shit, and then. There's something about one piece of equipment that seems shadowy and there's no information about and mm-hmm. they think maybe he's ripping people off. Yep. So there's information along the way about that. There's the uh, the lone female character in this movie, Kate Mulgrew, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Janeway, is uh, she's just a, like an army auditor and she's just like trying to get information on this stuff. And she's also kind of piecing together the same things that Wilford Brimley is piecing together. Yeah. They keep mentioning that there's like a, a Star Wars spy satellite yeah. thing. That's the big thing they think that is, you know, something shady up with what he's doing. But right. he also is. Is it what the hell do they call it? Is the, they keep calling it the AR-60, I think. AR-60. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's really like an AUG bull bullpup i mean it's it's an actual kind of rifle that they're trying to make you think is like <laughs> some you know future rifle. some future rifle yeah. thing so she's actually tasked with checking these rifles and and, and all this and and mm-hmm. is kind of stationed at this like training base thing you know uh, yeah. where they're testing this stuff out or proving ground i guess right. i would say and they have like this one mission where actual live soldiers are in the field mm-hmm. testing the weapon and one of them explodes in this dude's face and kills him mm-hmm and so she's like, uh, <laughs> right. this thing is killing people. And of course, they're all shady and they're not going to hear about it. So, right. yeah. So there's kind of this bureaucratic plot going on. And then there's Remo Williams over here training, mm-hmm. learning how to balance and walk on things and eventually not walk on things, just eventually <laughs> defy gravity. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's it's your basic kind of, you know, martial arts, kung fu kind of training thing where it's like. Here, take this seeming seemingly innocuous little thing and mm-hmm. keep poking at it, and you will make your fingers strong. Yeah. Uh, to which, like, Chun's like, you know, keep this with you at all times. You know, it's a Korean fingerboard or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it will make your fingers strong. And he's like, well, you know, hang it by your bed. And he's like, well, how would I do that? And he walks over and goes, <laughs> he's like, find a nail. And he like pokes a hole through the center yeah. of it with his finger. Yeah. But, but um, so, okay. He's also making fun of what he eats constantly. He's just like, yeah, he's so. The first hour of this movie is painting this dude, Remo Williams. It's not painting him as such, but everyone in the movie is treating him like a colossal piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And that's a weird tactic to take for because at some point you're going to want to like the guy. Right. But I mean, like everyone is just shitting on him. Like Wilford Brimley and the other guy are just like, man, fuck you. And it's like, well, what did you bring him in for? Yeah, Why'd you pick this guy? (laughs) They're, They're like. This guy has some raw violence in him, but he eats like garbage and has no skills whatsoever. Let's make him part of this elite task force. 
doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it differs from the book in that in the book, the dude was like a hero cop and mm-hmm. got set up for something he didn't do. And that's how he got it involved in this. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's a strange tactic because, I mean, you don't you don't even go the Captain America route. It's not like, oh, well, he's good at heart and we can give yeah. him, we can give him the physical powers to do this. It's, it's just like they're, yeah. they're treating him like he's a schlub. And that he's kind of an asshole and everything else. You know, it's like, well, why did you pick this guy? (laughs) Exactly. Because then it's like, I mean, it's literally like 45 minutes into this training hour. Mm -hmm. And at one point, uh, Joel Gray says to him, put your hands over your head, which he does. And then he just kicks him in the balls. (laughs) And it's just like, I didn't say keep him there. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing to this guy? (laughs) Because I I don't know. It's... Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just this constant barrage of, man, fuck you. Like, you fucking suck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, eventually... Um, the, he, well, he gets good at one thing. They, like, they've set up this weird training co- obstacle course thing right. inside the apartment, which they have a sweet-ass, like, loft apartment thing. Yes. Like, you know, two-story, you like, you whatever. know, big giant ceilings and everything. Mm-hmm. So he set up this whole crazy convoluted obstacle course, which is, like you know, balancing and, and jumping on the ends of poles all the way up to like the second story loft where he, he stays. Yes. And he does it. Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, just as a character trait of Chun is that like he, the only thing he likes about America at all is soap operas. Yes. And, and one soap opera in particular, it's like a made up one, but yeah, it's, so it's terrible too, man. <laughs> they keep showing clips of it and I'm just like, wow. Um, but, he, but yeah, he, he says like, this is the only good thing American culture has because it has honor and passion and, and, and Fred Ward is like, it's a freaking soap opera. Right. But he's sitting there watching this while, you know, like not really paying attention. I, or maybe he was cooking. He was doing something where he wasn't even watching Fred yeah. Ward do this yeah. successfully all the way up to the loft and then gets up there and is like, ta-da. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, cool, now come back down and then flips the lights off. Yes. <laughs> and the, to which like, you know, he's like, you rely on your eyes or something like that. And then you hear like, okay. And then <laughs> you know, a crash bang. Yeah. So like, that was like the first like, okay, you know, he's getting it. He's he's progressing. He's not, you know, mm-hmm. as quite as schlubby as he was. Yeah. He, you know, all kinds of things like, you know, of course, he's like, it's it's your typical like, you know, I will also make you do all the chores and everything kind of training. So like he'll send him to the grocery store to buy shit. And like he's hiding food and everything. Chef Bardi. Yeah. But I, I love there's there's one line that I love that he gives is like he's. He's like left some of the chef boy already in the bag and yeah. then hidden some up on top of the shelf, right. you know, while Chun's watching his soap operas. Mm-hmm. And then he comes, Chun comes over as like, of course, is like pulling the chef boy already out of the bag and is like throwing it away. But he looks at one of them and is reading the ingredients. He's like, it would actually be better if you ate the can instead of what's inside. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just, I love that line. He's very disapproving of anything anyone eats ever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like this, this training just goes on and on and on. And then it just seems like out of nowhere, they're in the middle of an op. It's like, let's infiltrate this one office building where the military is doing things and just get some information. Well, I thought, didn't they go to the Statue of Liberty first? No. No? Because that, that was the... Oh, okay. Because that, that's how they learned about them. All right. Yeah. So, like, they do this, they do, the, like, this one mission first, and it's just get some intelligence from mm-hmm. this office building. And essentially, they fuck it up right away to the point where the bad guys who really aren't bad guy i mean they're shitty businessmen guys but it's like they're not they don't have a ulterior motive yeah they're, they're it's just, just like we want to make a lot of money right and it's it's like eh, i i almost think they put in this defective gun thing as a way to make it like oh they're also dangerous but mm-hmm. um but anyway so like they come out and are immediately identified like they get photographed well yeah because like 
Remo's in there by himself, and yeah. like, and Kate Mulgrew is there, and mm-hmm. she's in an elevator, and he slips in and is like trying to make time with her. Yeah, he's like, nice yeah. buttons. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. and then like Mr. she's Man. out. She's you know she's got a big stack of papers that she's trying to carry out and trying to hail a cab, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I got this. You know, yeah. hails a cab, and she's like, nah, I think I'll walk. And all of this serves is just that he catches the eye of. Diamond Tooth, the bad dude, because they've got this one henchman who, for whatever reason, has uh, one diamond on one of his front teeth. Yeah. Not, it's just a weird As you trait. do. Yeah. And it actually comes up later in, um, in a dumb way. Right. But, <laughs> so it's just like, this guy, you know, he's got the little secret lapel camera thing, um, mm-hmm. and it was taking, he was really there, like, watching Kate Mulgrew, because they're like, keep an eye on her, because she's going to fuck this up. Yeah, because she's yeah. trying to gain information. Right. So he yeah. was taking pictures of her, but then when Remo's, like, making time with her, he's like, he snaps a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, who is this dude? And that, that's how he catches the guy's attention. Yeah. But he also, besides the point, like puts a chokehold on the dude because he honked at him. Right. You know. And then this lady cop comes over and is like, hey. Yeah. Stop Kung Fu. Let go of that man. man. <laughs> stop Kung Fu in that man. <laughs> yeah. um, I think she said Kung Fu choking that man. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yes. But, but like secret agent dude was in the building posing mm-hmm. as a as a general or something. And so they've got pictures of him. Right. Yeah, which, you know, is easily traceable. Like, well, this guy's not in the military. We yeah. have access. We we know the personnel. Right. So, yes, they, they've put themselves on the map just by kind of do, trying to do this op. It's like the first thing Remo Williams has done. Mm-hmm. And they're instantly like the entire organization is in jeopardy. Right. So, but they don't know that yet. Uh, so this is when they're doing training at the Statue of Liberty. Because mm-hmm. th- one of the things was uh, early on, one of the first things uh, Chun took him up to like the rooftop. Mm-hmm. To this ledge, and was and he just, you know, like walks out. It's you know not a very wide one, like almost not quite a tightrope, but he's just like, why right, come on, come on, do this, yeah. And and Rebo's like, oh, and obviously has a fear of heights. Mm-hmm. So Trun's like, I'm gonna get this out of you. Come on, let's go to the Statue of Liberty. Right. And this is filmed at the time when the Statue of Liberty was under like the great big maintenance that they had, where mm-hmm. they were trying to get it ready for 1986 for the centennial of it. Yeah. Um, so it's got the big scaffolding all around it. Mm-hmm. So this was, I mean, from a production standpoint, this was a genius thing to do. Right. Like someone saw this and was like, hey, what about this? Yeah. So um, they're just kind of hanging out there and Diamond Tooth guys there. I don't. Was he following him or did he just happen to be there? He he followed him. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, he found him at some point and followed him there. But and they, they, they're just kind of hanging out and they're like, all right, you know, go up to the top and just stand there and get over your fear of heights, basically. Mm-hmm. And Diamond Tooth guy is like, basically finds like... Obviously, the most corrupt construction dudes of all time, because yeah, he's like, here's, I, here's $50,000. <laughs> See that guy up there? Go up there and murder him and make it look like an accident. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay, no problem, guy. These guys are swayed by a couple of grand to just like instant flip, switch flip to just murder time. And they are not one of them has any doubts about this whatsoever. Oh, they're no, they're just like, fuck, yeah, we're going to murder a man mm-hmm. at our job site. <laughs> yeah. They are very into it um, right off the bat. So Fred Warsh is like up there standing on this like small piece of scaffolding between like the head and the torch or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and these guys, of course, ride up and are going to fuck with them. Now, Trun's just like hanging out down down at the bottom. He's yeah. like not up there with them. No. Um, and so, the, yeah, these guys just come up there like we're going to murder you and start like, you know, slamming on the scaffolding that he's standing on. He's like, whoops, don't fall. <laughs> and all that kind of. You know, yeah. Shit. And they're just like. Swing this this rope with a thing on at the end of it, and I'm just gonna you're well, gonna it's fall their, off. It's their safety harness. That's yeah. what they're like, you know, swinging yeah. at them. I'm like, but <laughs> this all this all sounds stupid, but like from a stunt standpoint, this is fucking incredible. It is. It is dangerous as fuck, or it, look at least looks like it. Yes, it, it is. It's amazing what I will, they're doing. 
I, I will say, okay, so we, we both mentioned that we saw this in the, in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, this is honestly one of my earlier memories of going to a movie, at least not a quote-unquote kids movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I saw, I have the slightest recollection of going to see Empire, and I definitely remember going to see Jedi yeah. in the theater. I think I saw E.T. You know, I, I know I saw a few movies before this, but this was like kind of like I felt like I was getting away with something because it was like <laughs> in a sort of a adulty sort right, of movie. Yeah, it wasn't a cartoon. Yeah. Um, I have an extreme fear of ladders and scaffolding and stuff. I, as I was watching this movie, I was like, holy fuck, is this why? Like, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I was like watching this movie and I was like, my palms yeah. were sweating yeah. profusely just yeah. watching this scene. And I was like, I think this might be why I'm scared of that kind of shit. Yep. Because somewhere in the back of my mind is three, you know, morally bankrupt New York people are going to come fuck with whatever thing I'm standing on. Someone gave them a 20 and they're like, time to murder whoever's up here. I seriously, like, I mean, it was, it was just, I had to like, I had to pause after the scene and like, go wash my hands. I mean, I was seriously I, like, I believe it. I like, I honestly think that like, this is why I, cause I don't really have, I don't have a fear of heights at all. Mm-hmm. That's the weird thing. Like I, I will go up to the top of a building and lean right over. I don't give a shit. Okay. But if it's, Anything that remotely moves. It's rickety. Yeah. If it's if like, you know, ladder can move or scaffolding can move. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck no. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I, I honestly, I blame this scene. But so, okay. So from a production standpoint, yes. they have. Okay. So what I learned from watching some of the extras is that they built like a top of the Statue of Liberty in mm-hmm. Mexico. And so some of the, the close up stuff is done right. perfectly safe somewhere else. However, there are numerous shots that are clearly the Statue of Liberty in New York, where there is a stuntman standing on top of it, swinging on a a, a bar that's bending over, sliding mm-hmm. down things. I mean, there, the 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 matching of stunts and stuff like that to what's actually happening in the movie is incredibly well done throughout it. Mm-hmm. Now, it helps that Fred Ward is all shaggy haired in this, and so they can just shoot him from the top down, and it never looks like anybody except shaggy haired Fred Ward. Right, but. The, the matching and stuff like that is incredible because like during the training montage, there was a bit where they go to the Wonder Wheel at Coney Island. Oh, yeah. The shit. big Ferris wheel yeah. where he's just hanging on it. And uh, clearly Fred Ward is on some sort of safety platform as this thing is going around. But you can tell he's way up there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's awesome. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's looks rad. Mm-hmm. So this entire Statue of Liberty sequence is conceptually silly because why is it happening? But the execution of it is amazing. Yeah. So and I mean. It's it's Glenn Randall, the guy who did the the stunts on like Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. and a whole bunch of other things too. So it's like they that's the crazy thing about this movie is like they assembled like a pretty top shelf crew yeah for all of this and and it's and it's weird because I I feel like their own hubris of like this is going to be a big thing meant that they just literally shot a first act and only a first act yeah and that's what undid it really yep. because they were like this is so going to be a franchise that they fucked up and, and I yeah. mean, you, you got to go big at the beginning. I granted, mean, you, granted, I mean, I, I know I, I know I'm on like moratorium of talking about it, but like, this is why Batman begins works for me mm-hmm. is because it is a train, like it is a training montage movie with barely a bad guy. Yeah. But it, it's okay because it's fucking Batman and right. you know where it's going. And you know, they'd already greenlit more movies, you know, like this yeah. was already going to be the first one. Like Rebo Williams is like Batman begins with like this barely insignificant bad guy out there. Yeah. However, it was also like the only thing keeping the franchise possibly going mm-hmm. by, you know, literally just making a first act. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, what they, the, this, the bad guy in this, like, even if the stakes aren't that high, that's mm-hmm. fine, but they don't make him enough of a piece of shit either to mm-hmm. really 
I don't care. He just like when I heard the premise again, I was like, oh, man, this is what I need. Like right now in my life, go after the people who are so clearly, obviously guilty of something, but are just because of the system getting away with it. Right. And that's kind of what they paint this up to be. It's like you can tell from like the Senate testimony and stuff like this, that this guy's full of shit, but everyone's buying it. Mm -hmm. And so just fucking take him down. But then it's like a cloud handing with Boy Scouts and yeah, shit, you know, photo yeah, ops, it's like yeah. he's an oily, slimy piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Take him down. But yeah. then it's just like eh, it just doesn't. But anyway, yes. So Statue of Liberty thing is crazy. And I mean, as you said, it, it eventually the three guys think that they murder him because like he falls uh, down and hits like a like a swinging piece of uh scaffolding or whatever yeah. and so like a big sack of ropes or safety harnesses or something falls and they're like yeah hey, yeah we murdered him yeah. high fives let's go get it's miller time they yeah. literally say yeah. it's miller time and, and they're like hell yeah and he's not murdered at all because like he basically stealthily gets down and gets on top of the elevator thing that they're taking down yeah and then is like he could just let them go like i mean they're they're shitty but they're not really the villains here but yeah. no he has to fuck with them because like he the way he wrapped this one dude up, because like it looked I like he, he murdered. That it man. looked like he hung him because <laughs> yes. like he apparently wrapped this rope around him in such a way that it actually was tied to his foot. But yeah. it looked like he made him a quick noose and threw him out the side of the elevator. It absolutely did. Which yeah. which at first I was OK. So when they when they introduced him to uh, Wilford Brimley and such at the beginning, mm -hmm. it was made very clear. Like you're going to murder people. Yeah. Like your whole training is eventually about the perfect assassination. Right. That, so I wasn't necessarily worried about that, but it seems like he just kind of conked the other two dudes un unconscious yeah. and then and hung the other <laughs> hung this guy. And I'm just like, that guy wasn't even the biggest dick of the three. Like, why right. did that guy get it? But then at the end of the scene, you see he's, he's only tied around the ankle. Right. Um, but Diamond Guy is like watching all of this. Yeah. And like, you know, you know, when he's like, oh, he's he just took out our our scummy construction guys like get him because <laughs> right. he's got two other henchmen and so they yeah. start shooting at him and and uh chun hears this and that goes running for him but uh yeah. he takes out one of them because remo williams never sees this guy right uh the, the but other before one... but before that like he did this move he did this move that was kind of set up earlier because he was running on the beach yeah. and does this weird thing where he dives into a sand dune mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Like, you know, breaking the laws of physics and explodes out of the top of it. Yep. But he is jogging at a certain point and they're making very clear to show his foot footsteps behind him. Yes. So, you know, footprints. And um, and then eventually he's running and like not leaving any footprints. He's literally floating above the sand. Yep. And yeah. Remember when there was no sets of footprints? <laughs> That's when Rebo Williams started running faster. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, and but he, he gets away from this one dude who's chasing him by running across wet concrete, mm -hmm. um, but just walking above it. Mm -hmm. and, and the other dude, yeah, the other dude go chase, goes to chase yeah, after him and, and I can do that and, and sinks <laughs> and in and sinks in dies. dies, I guess. Yeah. Like the, the three other non murdery construction dudes who are standing there doing the concrete work are just like, oh, well, that guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's now part of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I'd say we have some evidence. It's, uh, what kind of evidence would it be? Uh. Tarmac, tarmac evidence. Yes, that's what it is. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Diamond Tooth Man gets away on a boat. Mm -hmm. You know, just staring at Remo Williams the whole time, like Remo. Um, uh, how does it get? It just the the plot just accelerates from here. Oh, what? So he goes he goes marching back to Wilford Brimley's office, and he's just like, "Dude's just tried to kill me," and he's like, "Whoa, settle down." And then they're like, uh, they know all about us. They've got photos of us. And then it's just like, well, time to suicide ourselves. Well, he's just like, well, <laughs> if they know about us, then, you know, here's how we're going to go out. Like, I've got this 
suicide pill in my pocket, he's going to die in a haberdashery across town with a hole in his head. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, where does that leave me? And he's like, yeah, Chun. Mm-hmm. Chun's the guy who's going to kill you when, when this yeah. all goes south. And he's just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> right. So he just goes home and packs. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm leaving. Chun's <laughs> like, you, you want to ask me something, don't you? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I was, I'm supposed to kill you. If I, I just hope it doesn't come yeah. to that. It's like, it's, and, in, it's in the contract. So he's angry and leaves. Um, so their next mission is they they need it. they need evidence on whatever the hell is going on. So mm-hmm. he and it's McCleary is the uh, the actual other field dude besides yeah. Wolfram Brimley. Right. McCleary and him like go. They're gonna have this op and they're gonna go into the research facility or whatever you know Groves Research Place. Yes, um, <laughs> Groves Research Place. <laughs> and we we learn that McCleary has a fake arm because he you know there's an electrified fence and. He, He's like sparking it on purpose, and and yeah. he's like, "Did you teach you that?" And he's like, "No, no. Korea <laughs> lost my arm with band of personnel mine or something like that." Yeah. Um, so yeah, he just cut through this electrified fence. They go in. Mm-hmm. I think he they, tells Remo to stay at the fence, and well, Remo, of course, doesn't listen. Well, no, they they split up. They're okay. like, "You go over here, you go over here," and Larry's like going to the records room. Yeah, like he's, he's just going to get actual evidence. Yeah. Remo just I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just you know more adventure time because he's running around and basically there, there's a there's a set of three Dobermans. Hey, remember Dobermans? I do remember Dobermans. <laughs> um, I saw a Doberman the other day and was like shocked. Yeah. I was like a pet smart, and there was a Doberman. I was like, oh, look, <laughs> I remember you from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. We used to be scared of you. <laughs> look at you. Like first, Well, I guess we were first we were scared of German Shepherds, yeah. and then, uh, then Dobermans. Uh-huh. And now and it's then, all pit bulls. Uh, pit bulls. Just murder dogs. <laughs> and Rottweilers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rottweilers are murder dogs, too. That's true. But yeah, they're, they're not just. Yeah, they're, I know. I'm they're, just all, they're all good but, boys. You know, in the 80s, <laughs> I know the but, choice was Dobermans will fucking rip your face off. Right. All um, dogs are good boys. It's the people that make them murder. Exactly. Dogs. Yes. The more, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, uh, murder Dobermans show up and. Uh, but they're like they're enhanced, like they're <laughs> they're extra smart, like they, they've they've gone through some sort of program because yeah. Chun probably trained them too. <laughs> I, I guess. But like I was trying to think like, you know, like they've went to the, the deep blue sea for dogs, you know, yeah. they, they, something has been injected into their brains yeah. to make them super smart. But because it's like one goes because like one just is like, I got this and just lunges for <laughs> Remo and he just ducks and you just see the shot of this dog going over his head like a like a reindeer. <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, all right. And everyone's like, well, okay, you know, I'm going to jump up to this platform. And you watch them like, oh, well, there's the stairs to go up to this platform and and follow him up there. Yeah. Well, one just takes the stairs and the other two like start running around like, what do we do? And then they just see like a fire escape and they're like, we'll get this. So they both jump up and bite down on the lower rung of this fire escape and pull it down so they can climb up. (laughs) Fucking crazy murder dogs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's really it's Remo Williams running away from the super hyper intelligent Dobermans for yeah. a few minutes because then he gets up to the roof or he, he you know he almost gets to the well roof. He, he closes a, a gate on one of them mm-hmm. and then like gets or starts to get up the roof and gets his you know foot bit for a second yeah. and then and anyway ends up on the roof yes and then they're on the roof again with him and so he tightrope walks across this one thing and then the Doberman looks at it and is like I got this and the Doberman tightrope walks across it too. <laughs> Then there's yeah. another part where like he thinks he's lost the dogs again and he's he's scaling up the side of the building and then they're all waiting for him up yeah. the top. <laughs> right. So he I think he doesn't he like end up he gets, ends up like somehow going in a window and and, yeah. and winds up in the room with the spy Star Wars satellite. The thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. But uh, there's a great big satellite there and he's like kind of looking and it's a big empty room 
And then there's just a sentry laser that's like, hey, there's someone in the room, nuke this thing from orbit, right. because it sees him and then just laser beams this thing and blows it the fuck up mm-hmm. and creates a mushroom cloud. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, the guards show up and, you know, the, the other guy and Remo are just running full speed out of the building. And the other guy's like, what what happened? What'd you do? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I just looked at the thing and it blew up. Yeah. Um, so and then like they get like another five paces and then another Doberman shows up and the guy's like, I got this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, of course you do. You don't have a real arm. So you're going to do that thing. So he just basically offers up his arm to this dog. Dog rips it off his shoulder and just, you know, does the thing where he's shaking it, killing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells Raymond to go get that uh, bulldozer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Bull- starting up the bulldozer. Right. And this guy's unbuckling his arm so that the dog can have it. <laughs> exactly. He. he d- pushes the bulldozer into the electrified fence, which knocks it down. Mm-hmm. And then they're both running for freedom. And then that could do get shot in the back. Yep. Uh, and we'll go ahead and wrap up his story because he's not quite dead yet. They, nope. they, they surround him and, and the, and the, it's he not, gives his evidence to Remo and says, take yeah. this back to Wolford Brimley. Yeah. Um, so they've got him on life support. And, you know, of course, Grove and whatever other government stooge guy is there. And mm-hmm. like, has he talked yet? And he's like, no, but he doesn't have much time left. And dude wakes up just enough to like, Find picks, a scalpel. Pick, picks up a scalpel <laughs> and cuts his own like you know oxygen supply yeah. thus you know ending himself before yeah anything happens so mm-hmm. yeah that that dude's dead yep see you that guy uh but yeah ro- ro- he gets back and gives the you know tapes or whatever I mean it's like it's literally like you know old school microfilm yeah, not microfilm or like real to real data tapes right and he just gives it to Wolfer Brimley and, and he plugs it into his computer yeah and then he's basically <laughs> like yeah the thing doesn't exist that's why it blew up yeah. it was it was a fake it was a phony it was it was a fugazi and it's set to set to blow up if you know if anybody ever got cl- too close to it to see that it was fake mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah this dude's dirty we need to yeah we need to take him out take take care of him take, take him down that will not stand yeah <laughs> so uh, basically this the rest of the movie is at this retreat in what's supposed to be Colorado. Now they filmed this in Mexico. I was blown away by that. Cause like when I saw it, I was like, wow, Colorado looks nice, but nope, this is, <laughs> this is also Mexico. Um, and it's just like, I, I, I don't know. It's like this military retreat maneuvers. Well, it's the, it's the same place that the gun blew up in the guy's face yeah. earlier. It's, yeah. you know, it's a, like I said, it's like a testing ground. Yeah. So they've got, Kate Mulgrew there and they confront her with the pictures when she was outside with Fred Ward. And she's like, I don't know this guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, well, I'm not involved in anything. And now if you excuse me, I have work to do. And she walks outside and a truck rolls by and Remo Williams pops out from underneath. it, And she's like, what the hell? (laughs) What are you doing here? Uh, And, And he just gets all silent. She's like, you know, this is twice now. Well, you want to tell me who you are? Like, mm-hmm. what are you like? Army intelligence? He's, and then he just kind of doesn't say anything. He's like, you are army yeah, intelligence. Okay, well, let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, do I salute you? And he's like, yeah, you salute me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the first thing he finally says. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just filling in all the blanks. And then he's like, yeah, you salute yeah. me. Like, so at this point, like one of the, the hench dude, the henchman dudes drives by. It's it's uh, Drago's manager from Rocky Four, And he's just like. Uh, hey, Kate Mulgrew, I heard you were upset about that gun blown up in that dude's face. Well, I'm here to take care of all your concerns. Let's we we've got some more put together. We'd like you to come take a look at. And she's like, oh, yeah, sweet. Let's do that. Which, no, that's like, no. <laughs> but so they hop in his Jeep and they go to this facility and they get marched into a room and then the doors slam on them. And she's like, she's like, what the hell's going on? And I don't know. 
uh, Diamond Tooth guys and the other the on the other side of the glass turns on the lights and flips on I don't know pressurized air suck the air out put more air in something mm-hmm. I have no idea what this room is actually used for except that on the wall it just says pressurized so maybe they're super pressurizing the room <laughs> but uh, so just all the air starts going out of the room and they they do the whole like oh no no more air. But luckily, Remo Williams has been taught to breathe earlier, so he lasts a little longer than Kate Mulgrew does. Yeah. Now, Diamond Tooth guy can't just sit there and let them suffocate or whatever it is they're going to do. The the heroes of this movie only stay alive because in this case, the bad guys are fucking stupid because Mm -hmm. he just he's like he's been told by his boss. Just make sure they they don't get out. Just just make sure they're dead and make it look like an accident. Yeah. So as soon as that guy leaves, he's like. Sweet, I'm gonna go in there and fuck with him. So he just puts on a mask and goes in, starts kicking Remo Williams around a little bit, and then Remo yeah, Williams is this like, is "For my friends, this is for me," yeah. and all that stuff. And Remo is like, "Nah, fuck that," and you know, beats him up for a little while, and then goes over to the glass, takes his head, and because he has a diamond tooth, cuts a hole in the glass. Well, he, he makes an X, yeah. with it. And then this, this dude's like, "Ow, ow, ow!" And then, <laughs> and, and then, then you know, the guy's like starts to try to fight back again, and he's like, "Nah, fuck that shit!" And gouges this dude's eyes out through the mask. Yes, yeah, like, whoa! Uh-huh. <laughs> Suddenly, this is gross. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, "Well, done eye gouging. I'm going to defenestrate myself through that X I made in the in the glass head first, head first. <laughs> and he does. Yeah, and. Then it's like we cut away because, you know, apparently he rescued Kate Mulgrew right. and the air, there was air in the room again. And um, I do I, like that one tech comes into the room. Well, I was going to say one tech comes. <laughs> well, yeah. One tech was like, doobie doobie doo. Oh, my God. Broken glass. Oh, dead guy. And then like, you know, there, you know, somebody's like, sir, there's bad news. There's been an accident. And they're like, oh, what? dear. What? No. What happened? What happened? And they're like, it's one of your people. And they're like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Whoever's doing this to us yeah. that we still don't know their name. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So this becomes, all right, folks, uh, some communists broke into the camp and stole some secret things. Get them. And the soldiers are like, uh, do we shoot them? And their commanding officer doesn't say anything about it. And the, the, the dude is just like, what do you think, soldier? And they're like, okay, I guess we shoot them. So let's go. And they're just so him and Kate Mulgrew are just marching through the woods Um Making googly eyes at each other. Yeah. Periodically. Yeah. And then they hear something like Remo hears something and goes to check it out and then just gets launched mm-hmm. <laughs> from where he went to the other side of the screen. And then it's, you know, it's Joel Gray. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, I figured you'd fuck this up somehow. So I decided to get in on the fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been stopping around here for like five minutes waiting for you to hear me. Yeah. So they steal a truck. Which was which was parked on the side of the road being worked on. Mm-hmm. So they steal this truck and they well, start. Well, not bef- not before that. You, I, just because you mentioned it earlier, we yeah. have to follow up that this is when Joel Gray is like, "Who is this?" Oh, right. To, to Kate Mulgrew, and, and it's like, "Yeah, she's major so and so." And he's like, he says something like, "Women should be at home giving birth to babies, yes. preferably male children or something like that." And yeah, like, and I kept waiting for like the the wink or yeah, the something like, where it's like, "I'm fucking with you." Yeah, and it's just no, it, that doesn't happen. And Remo's just kind of like. Oh, you, you know, and it, and she's just like, hey, and then th- that's it. And it's weird. It's it's extra weird because throughout the film, Kate Mulgrew has been especially standing up to just the male bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like people have said things to her like, you know, you don't have to work so hard, even though you're a woman, you know, stuff like that. And she's she's made it very clear that she wants none, nothing to do with this kind of bullshit. Right. And then it just breaks down at the end of this movie where she's getting told off 
and doesn't do anything about it. There, there, there's one more side thing that we should mention that was going on throughout the entire training thing, only because it's going to come up in a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this comes straight from the books. Like, this is some bullshit from the pulp yes, novel yeah, things. It that Which is side- fine for the books. The books could be gross because that's what they're for. Right. But there was a whole thing where, like, while they're training, he also mentions that he, I think he has 37 steps for pleasing a woman or yeah. something like that. I've never had to go past step six. Yes. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, because Remo, it's, he, Remo Williams has said, like, it's been a month. How about some ladies? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or he, he starts hinting about something. And then Joel Gray is like, you mean sex? And I was like, oh, no, please don't think he's asking you. <laughs> but no. He's well, because he was like, are you a monk? Are you, yeah. like, celibate and all this stuff? And he's like, oh, you, you want a lady? Okay, yeah. well, here... You know, there, here are things that you do, and one of them was like you find her pulse, and then you start tapping her wrist in time with the pulse. Mm-hmm. Now he twists he twists that into a joke right. about cooking rice at the time, but it is going to come up later. Right. Um, so anyway, they steal this truck that's being worked on, start driving it down a hill. It was being worked on because there's no brakes, <laughs> so they're just careening out of control down this hill, and eventually they're like, "Dude, bail!" Mm-hmm. So. For half a second, you see Trin trying to open up the door, and it's not happening. Right. So the two of them jump out of the driver's seat. You never see him jump out. This truck just fucking goes down a hill. It doesn't blow up, but it's got, you know, like canisters on it that are shoot like, you know, like full of Sprite, and they're shooting off all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, wow, that was, we almost died. Where's Trin? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, no. So they run down the hill. And open up the car door, and he's just sitting there. He's like, he's like Omar Sharif in Top Secret. He's just like perfectly folded into this car, right? And he's just, and then he's holding the handle. He's like, in Korea, the door handles will not break. Yeah, and they pull him out, and he's like, I'm fine. Yeah, fucking airbags. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's fine, mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah, not a, not a scratch. Uh, so. I don't know. At a certain point, like, I think, like, they see the soldiers or something like that, and they have to split up to, like, do something. Yeah. And because at some point, Kate Mulgrew just starts freaking out. Like, because, like. She's really not even, though. She's, it it doesn't get any further past, like, now listen here. Yeah. And it's just like, who are you? Who is this guy? What is going on? And then, like, Remo's running off to take care and, you know, distract the bad guys and the soldiers off to wherever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, he just does, he, like, grabs her wrist and goes, tap, tap, tap. And she's like, oh, (laughs) just falls over. Yeah. And And that's almost it for her for the rest of the movie. Practically. And he's like, ah, blessed silence. And I'm just like, man. I mean, kind of funny, but also like if I if there was someone in the room with me, I would be like, "Oh no, honey, yeah. <laughs> that's he's bad. Yeah. He's a bad man." <laughs> but yeah, man, like from I, I'm I was still mostly with this ending happening up until this point, but then for like the rest of the movie, nothing fucking happens hardly. Like the big stunt is basically like so. They're 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 chasing Remo through the woods and there's just mines and shit going off all over the place. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty dangerous looking because yeah. it's like, man, you step in the wrong. They are timing them super close to where he is. Right. So he runs and jumps off a cliff and lands in a bunch of trees and stuff. And then he uncovers and is like, well, that at least I'm safe. And then all of a sudden the log that he's on just yanks up into the sky. And I'm like, what fucking contraption have they got him on? But it's it's this logging thing. So. I, I guess we're supposed to be super duper impressed by this stunt at the end, which is basically like at times Fred Ward is, is strapped to this giant log going through the woods. And other times it's this other dude. Mm-hmm. But that's basically all that's happening is like the bad guys see him yeah. and start shooting at him and are riding along in a Jeep on a road, at, you know, concurrently with where the log is going. And so he climbs up to the top of it, to the harness mm-hmm. and sees that 
the Jeep is coming up to a point where there's a pile of logs conveniently set to, if they get hit, will roll down and knock the Jeep into oblivion. So he gets up to the top of it, unhooks the giant log he's on. It drops, it hits those. They hit the, the Jeep, <laughs> knock the Jeep into oblivion. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, he gets to the end of this log ride and kind of jumps off like, well, check me out. I'm awesome. <laughs> um, and then just kind of goes down to where the Jeep ended yeah, up. Yeah, like make sure they're all done. To check on it. And, and and to be fair, it's it's literally down to just the bad guys are in the Jeep now. Like the actual... Yeah, they, they the knocked actual, the actual yeah. military man yeah. in the face. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like the, the proper, probably not bad soldiers yeah. are, you know, have taken not... They're not part of this Jeep. Yeah. Like they've, they've only, you know, Ewoked killed this Jeep, <laughs> you know, with the bad guys in it. Yes. Um, yeah, because like... They start shooting at the guy, and the one soldier in the truck is like, uh, sir, what are you doing? And they just hit him with the butt of the rifle and knock right. him out. So it's real. It's just those three yeah. pieces of shit in the Jeep. But, of course, the the main piece of shit, I guess, jumped out before the Jeep got super obliterated because mm-hmm. he's just kind of scraped up, and he's got a gun on Remo, and he's like, look, I don't know who the hell you are, but you're going to die now. I'm tired of this. So he just starts shooting at him, and Remo does all his I can dodge bullets. It's almost the exact same dodge pattern that yeah. that Chun did earlier in the movie. Like yeah. down uh, uh, d- down to he gets yeah. actually to the gun, mm-hmm. pops the magazine, flips the last couple bullets out, and puts you know yeah. puts it back in, and then doesn't he just kind of kick that dude? Like he he kind of throws him over the the carcass of the jeep, right? And because like right before he does that, he's like, "Who the hell are you?" And then he throws him over the jeep, and as he's walking away, he says, "I'm Remo Williams." Uh, and then he just kind of yoinks this branch off a bush. And starts rubbing it, which ignites it, and then he lights the the gas trail that's on the ground, which then blows up the jeep and that dude. And he's cool guy doesn't look at explosions. He yeah, just right walks. He, away. he just walks away. <laughs> Remo walks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the uh, Kate Mulgrew and Joel Gray have just run over to a, a boat dock. Well, because all right, so the the jeep explodes and all the soldiers are like, what? What's that? Yeah. And apparently, and Joel Gray, Kate Mulgrew was like, what's that? Mm-hmm. And so. Apparently off screen, we, they didn't even bother to show him <laughs> right. him saying this, but apparently Chin was like, I'm going to go check on him yeah. and make sure he's okay. Meanwhile, Fred Ward's running back and gets to where Kate Mulgrew is, like, mm-hmm. where's Chun? And it's like, he went to go find you. Yeah. And somehow ends up on the other side of the water from where they were, sort of. Like, he's a... Or not the other side of it, because it's a big, like, lake or yeah. whatever. He's but, on the opposite end of where Remo was running yeah. from. Right. Um, and he just, he gets to the, you know, the the beach part of it. And, and he's, of, he's kind of just standing around like the soldiers don't seem real phased by this Korean dude. Just they're really there. not. No one's paying much attention he, you know, to he him. He just walks around like, you know, arms behind the back like, uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, and everyone's like, well, we're kind of after this guy and that yeah. lady, maybe. But then he's just like, they're like, come on, come on, Jim, we're going to boat. We're going to get out of here. And, then, and of course, he <laughs> runs across the water to mm-hmm. which all the soldiers are like, because <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jesus? Yeah. So he he runs over and just stands on the front of the boat and never moves there for, from there from the rest of the movie. He's just standing there while Remo gets in, and they're just like, okay, Kate Mulgrew, you clean this up. <laughs> We're yeah. secret agents. Bye. And they drive yeah, off yeah, on the boat. They leave her on the dock. Yeah. 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 And the movie. They, they did make it very clear, though, that they are not looking for her. Like they made it clear right. when they were talking about. Well, the yeah, they, they, were they said something for. like, yeah, she's we think the major has been yeah. taken hostage or something yeah. like that. So that made sense at the right. end that the soldiers weren't like, hey, freeze. But yeah, so it just ends with them driving away on a boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a strange ending, <clears throat> it especially is. since they never hook up in any way, shape or form, which is. Yeah, because they were strangely flirting, mm-hmm. but it just 
they have googly eyes for half a second, and then it's just like, well, see ya. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a it's a strange thing because I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we we're great and talk about it now. But yeah. I mean, I'll I'll just keep going. Like, so the, <laughs> the strangest thing about this is like, yeah, I felt like I was getting away with something by seeing like a PG thirteen movie mm-hmm. when I was probably what eight, maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, but besides like the eye gouging, this is all super tame. Like really, really tame violence and everything, and yeah. for a dude that's like supposed to be blue collar James Bond, as they continually describe it in talking about pitching this movie, mm-hmm. for him never to hook up with any lady is yeah. like weird. Yeah, you know, I, you know, not even come close. Really, like I mean, there's just there's so much like James Bondian things that don't happen in this that right. like you know, yeah, and I know they were like shooting for you know franchise, but. It's you gotta, like, you gotta come strong. I mean, yeah. you really gotta like, you gotta put your best foot forward on this. You know, I mean, like, like you were talking about Batman Begins. I mean, I know the Scarecrow isn't like the thing that she was like, oh man, fuck it, the Scarecrow. That's how we're starting this. But it's like that works for that movie. Mm-hmm. This just is just a dude, and it's just like, yeah, okay, I guess he died. I don't. I, he could have gone to jail for all I care. I really don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like you, you literally the same thing could be accomplished by taking that proof that the was it the harp? Isn't that what they were calling yeah. it? The, that the harp was fake. Yeah, sent it to the New York Times and accomplished the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like there's no reason for shadow murdering when you can just be like, here's evidence straight from his place. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's it's odd that everything about the film is odd. The pacing is odd. The the where scenes end up are odd. It's weird that I mean it's almost in that Pacific Rim way that the ac- mid movie action scene is better than anything in the finale. Um, it's it's just this movie just gets a reputation over the years where people are just like, man, Rebo Williams, that you know, because you just know it is like, oh, the movie didn't make like, a lot of money, but it came out on video and then it just went gangbusters and then everyone talks about Rebo Williams, right? And it's like, yeah, there's some good stuff in it, but it's just it doesn't. At every turn, you're like. Ah, uh, why not this? Or why aren't you doing that? Or that was bad. I mean, it's like. So I'll just say I, I enjoyed it. I, I think the 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 stunts really push it over the edge mm-hmm. to Jock's territory because I mean it's amazing stuff that people could have died doing, and so I'm gonna give it to Jock's for that. I mean, it's very watchable. It's not boring. It's just so oddly paced and just it just doesn't seem right like a movie. It just. I don't know. It's just something about it. It just doesn't flow right. And I guess it really rubs me the wrong way how they treat this this guy, this character, like like the Tim Allen Santa Claus movie where it's just like they're recruiting someone who doesn't want any part of this and isn't really proven to be that good of a guy as far as we know. And everyone is shitting on him forever. It's like, what is anyone's motivation in this? Yeah. It's like, don't pick your hero in the 80s rom-com boyfriend fashion. You yeah. Know, like, don't pick somebody <laughs> and want to change everything about them. Right. Just get somebody who's mostly there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what just doesn't make sense to me. Because there was a point where they asked Chun how long it's going to take for him to be ready. And he's like, 15 years. And they're like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, this guy's got a lot to learn. And really, by the end, all he learns is that he can balance on things and hang on tight to other things. He gets over his fear of heights, basically. Mm-hmm. So and can poke things like he, yeah, poke through that di- dude's uh, gas mask with he did, his fingers. Yeah, he, yeah, he got his eye out. So and he also do- dodged some bullets. He so, did. You know. Yeah, 
So, I mean, those are good. Those are good things. It's, Trust good, me. it's a good start. Yeah. But like, did he pull off the perfect assassination that they kept talking about for the whole film? No, he just blew him up in a Jeep. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he dropped logs on them. And when that didn't work, he blew it up. <laughs> so two jocks. It's yeah. enjoyable. But man, I wish like this is a this is a thing that you would look at and go, I can make that so much better. Yeah. Like remake that, please. Remake Williams. <laughs> <laughs> remake O. Williams. And we'll start. We'll cast. We'll, Ma- is Mako still alive? No, Mako's. No. Damn it, Mako's no longer with us. Fuck. I was going to satisfy. Mako was alive in '85. He could have played that. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> I mean, we could. Sat- we could fix everything. Yeah. Like, is there? Here's your Asian actor. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gordon Liu. Gordon Liu will be my guy. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll throw that out there. Down for that. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm also going to echo the two jocks. Like I, this is one of those things I have fonder memories than it deserves. Yeah. And and in watching it and being honest, yeah, the stunt shit is really impressive. Especially like I said, if it it was so good, I think it honestly like gave me a you know neuroses mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. So <laughs> there's there's that. It, yeah. That's a positive. Um, <laughs> um so I I don't know. Um, yeah, it's strange. Like it, there there's some, there's a lot of problems. Like I said, I'm not I'm not about like you know your dude has to bone all the ladies, but like you know you've got one lady and they seem to have a thing and then like they don't even ride off in the boat together or anything like yeah. you know she could have ridden off in the boat and just done the james bond like well we'll probably hook up but i'll explain this later when i get back right. you know something it's just yeah. like it's 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 a strange weird way for it all to wrap up mm-hmm. um that being said i totally would have watched another reba williams movie like when it was like now it's time to go do stuff yeah you know absolutely but yeah in in the standalone one it's it's got some problems for for a first movie. Yeah. Yeah, they they I don't know, they all seem super proud of it. Like watching the the documentary and stuff. They they really seemed like, "Oh man, we made such a good movie and just no one came." And I'm like, "Did you?" Yeah. <laughs> like, you had all the pieces, but it's just sometimes you have all the pieces and the movie just doesn't work. And this is one of those movies. So, you know, it's entertaining. It has set pieces that are that are fantastic, but just like I wouldn't point to Remo Williams and go, man, you got to see Remo Williams. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's like, there's some good stuff in it. So. Well, at least on like Alan Quartermain, it looked like Kate Mulgrew might want to be there. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. she did. She yeah. seemed happy to be there. So yeah, that that's a benefit. <laughs> uh, and speaking of benefits, thanks for your dollar, mm-hmm. uh, which helps make uh, BAMCast uh, extra possible through patreon.com slash BMFcast. And if you don't give us a dollar, uh, you should. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's your April or May or whatever doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever this time in the future is, that's yeah. not. How's really... it going? How are things in the yeah. future? Yeah. Please, <laughs> please. You know, things right now are pretty bad. <laughs> teach the children. Yeah. We we believe in them. They're, they're the future. So until next week, we'll be when we're back with another one of these pulpy, whatever they will be, uh, and uh, a non-starter franchise. Yeah, and next week is going to be interesting. Trust me. Uh, Until then, I'm Chuck and I'm Harlow, and this is Bamcast Extra out.